0: Lob Talk Radio.
1: the lord praise the lord and welcome 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 to another episode with purpose kingdom network you are now listening to episode number 1810 and we are so excited to be able to come on to encourage you to uplift you empower you and educate you so thank you thank you so much for joining in just appreciate all of you who have either called in or those who may be listening online thank you so much for joining in it is a, a wonderful Tuesday. Let me tell you, I've been having a great day. And before I even start anything, let me just share why, you know, my day has been great and my evening. um, This past week, or the past seven days, we have been in the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You know, we had our memorial service for the Passover last week, and then we went straight into the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and, I, and you know, I'm just feeling so wonderful. It's just been a blessing to be able to, to not only just purge and and go through our cleansing days of cleansing, but we also rejoice in God just for who He is. You know, anytime we get together, anytime we think of the goodness of God, there should never be a day or a moment that goes by where we don't just give Him praise. Because we we realize and we also see the things that are going on in this world—the killings, the shootings, the violence, the sickness. I mean, you you name it, it's there, and it's not just happening far off, but in some places, it's happening like in our backyard. So we have a to be grateful for we have a lot to just give god praise for because as the old saying saying it could have been another way (laughs) that is so true things do not have to be going the way as you know that they are going but thank god for his grace and thank god for his mercy that he shows towards us each day that we wake up i mean truth be told he doesn't even have to wake us up but i'm so glad that he does i mean we expect to wake up every morning but you know, we know that we just don't know where death is lying, and and God doesn't have to choose to wake us up, but like I said, I am so grateful. I give God praise for allowing us to see another day, you know, and and even with our our loved ones, our friends, we just praise God just for the ones who are still here, that we're still able to talk to them, and so like I said, there's so much that we can just thank God for. The list can go on and on, and we can just praise Him, but Again, I am just excited. I am encouraged and I hope to encourage, motivate, educate, and you're gonna in case you're wondering why I keep saying educate, you'll find out in a moment. But I really hope to motivate, empower, educate, and help those who are listening tonight. In case you do not know, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, Some places you may see where it's Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month. It is also Child Abuse Prevention Month. So we have those things going on. And if you've been following the show or if you've been following my page or following me, then you know that I am a strong advocate for sexual abuse victims and survivors because I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. I have been sharing my story now for almost 10 years. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. It's like these years have been going by. This journey has been, you know, up and down. But nevertheless, I still, you know, give God praise, and I'm still grateful for the journey. But it is Sexual Assault Awareness Month where we are raising awareness educating people you know just about what it is so i have a nonprofit organization which i started nine years ago back in 2014 it's called one touch transformation and our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while encouraging and uh, motivating all survivors and victims. so this is what the organization um has been about the whole mission just educating the community about it But at the same time, we're trying to empower the victims and survivors because we know or I know personally what the experience could be for, you know, the the victims and the survivors. Even though every experience is different, but the goal is to make sure that everyone who has been a victim of this trauma can start their journey of healing. It is so important so, so important that those who have gone through trauma get the help that they need. And sometimes they just don't know where to seek help. They just don't know. And I'm going to give out a few resources um, now and at the end as well. But, of course, I want to give out the Sexual Assault Hotline just in case anyone who may be listening uh, just want to put it out there just in case you're triggered by anything that is said tonight. I want to make sure that you do um, get the resources and the help that you need. And if at any time, if it becomes too much, do hang up, do click off, because I do not want you to suffer any more than you already have. So at any time you feel triggered, it is okay to walk away it is okay. We all have to set those boundaries so we don't feel like we're being re traumatized. But the sexual assault hotline and I, I encourage everyone who's listening to share it on your on your timeline. You know, this is the month to share it. It's the month it's the month to spread awareness and it's the month to um, prevent it. So of course please, please please share this number. It's the sexual assault hotline. So that number is one eight hundred six five six four six seven three. Again, that number is one-eight hundred-six five six 4673 And I'll give out my information at the end because I have all this information on my page as well. I'm going to share it, you know, leading up to the show and I'm going to continue to share it throughout this month. So that's the sexual assault hotline. A couple of other resources which are websites that you can also share is rain.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot org. O-R-G, RAIN.org. and that stands for Rape Abuse Incest National Network, and it's one of the largest nonprofit organizations that um, talk about the awareness and when we talk about awareness and prevention, you can find statistics, you can find almost anything that you need to know about sexual assault. So it's a great resource. I am all, um, actually a part of the Rain Speakers Bureau, and so I've been a part of the Bureau for a few years now, and so it's just a wonderful organization that is out there to help all of those victims and survivors. And the last resource that I would like to share is 1in6, so that's the number 1in6.org. And the reason why it's called 1in6, because of the statistics for male survivors. And so the the statistic for male survivors of sexual abuse is that 1in6 men have experienced sexual abuse or assault. So that's why it's called one in six. So like I said, I'm gonna go through those resources again throughout the show and at the end of the show because I wanna make sure that we are helping our sisters and brothers who are still suffering silently. I mean, because there are a lot of people out there that are still hurting from the pain of the past, whether from childhood or whether from their adulthood. We, you just never know. There are men and women who have chosen not to speak up, who have chosen not to say anything because of their own reasons, and you know I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock anyone. I'm not gonna knock anyone for their reasons of why they have not spoken up because look, it took me 20 years before I said anything, so I get it. 20 years, and and I I just. I was afraid, I was embarrassed, I was ashamed. So there are various reasons why people do not speak up. And so we have to make sure that we are being that support system that they need and we're not putting them back in a dark place or re-traumatizing them through the questions or the, the words that we are saying. That's why Words are so powerful. You know, we, we, we like to talk about how we have to use our words, you know, using those positive words and saying those affirmations to to make ourselves better but we also have to make sure we're not using words the wrong way whenever we're talking about helping our sisters and brothers who are hurting because there are things that we may be ignorant to and when we say it we may not know that it's hurting them instead of helping them and so when you hear people say things like oh why did they wait so long to say something or you know things like that that's just one example but do you realize that that's actually hurting them putting them back to that place where they were it's re-traumatizing them so we have to be careful even of the words that we say, the questions that we ask. And that's why I gave out the the resource rain.org. It gives a list of things of what to say, what not to say when you're helping a victim or a survivor, when you're trying to be their support. system. So it gives you things of, you know, what you can do to help them. So that's why it is so important, even as believers, when we're talking about our sisters and brothers that are hurting in the congregation, because that's who I really wanted to focus on when I first started the organization. Because, look, I grew up in the church. I grew up in the church. Um, Father was a minister while I was, you know, while we were coming up in our church. Father was a minister. Mother sang on the choir. Brothers were musicians. I sang on a children's choir. So I get it. And whenever you're in such a, you know, a faith-based home and you're in a faith-based community and you're going to church and something like this happens, and you don't know where to turn to, it keeps you silent. It keeps you, you know, kind of stuck and bound, and you feel like you're captured in this place, you're captured in your mind, and you don't know what to do. I can think back to when it happened to me, and God knows I did not know what to do. First of all, I had no idea what was going on because I was so young, I was about six years old, so my mind can't even fathom what even is going on. I can't even wrap my mind around what is actually happening. And so for that event to occur and then still be in church, and, like, I had no idea what to do, who to turn to, who to talk to, because this was not, a subject that we talked about in church. It wasn't even a subject we even talked about, you know, even with our family gatherings. Nobody talked about good touch and bad touch. Nobody talked about um, who should touch your private areas. I I just didn't know what to do. And so that's what happened with a lot of adults who were still suffering. They didn't know who to turn to. They didn't feel like they could turn to anyone. And then What makes it even worse is that you have some leaders who are so manipulative and some who are even preying on children, young girls, young boys. So it's like if you're supposed to be my spiritual leader, you're supposed to be guiding me, and you hurt me, who am I supposed to turn to? I mean, the betrayal, the the manipulation, the hurt, the trauma. Who am I supposed to turn to? And so there is a lot that goes into it when we're talking about, you know, sexual abuse, especially in the church and in the faith-based organizations. There's a lot that goes into it. And it all makes sense of why there are so many hurt people. And I'm only just talking about when it comes to sexual abuse. I can only speak on that. Like I know people – talk about being church hurt, uh, um, but that's not what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on victims who have been in the church, victims who have been in our in our community, victims, you know, maybe even on the job. You got sexual harassment. There's, there's a lot, but no one wants to just have the conversation or just even talk about it to help prevent it. We're not just talking about it just to be talking about it. We are having these conversations or we should be having these conversations so that we can prevent any other child from being hurt or any other person, whether it's male or female, from being manipulated and being abused because it happens, and it's not just something that just started happening. It's been happening for years. It's been happening for years. But no one has been doing anything about it. And I think that's the part that makes me even more upset about it. Now, I know we cannot change the past. I realize that. But there are things that we can do now. We can start the conversation now if we haven't started it. If you haven't started the conversation with your children, start it now. If you haven't started having the conversation in your church, start it now. So that way you can say, hey, we did our part. We, we know where the resources are. You need to know where your resources are within your community. Because one thing that I've realized is that even though we have these pastors, they are leaders, they uh, they um, guide us, they are our sheep, I mean, I'm sorry, our shepherds, but not all of them are counselors. So they, they don't, they can't do it all. And it is okay. I would rather a, a pastor or a leader admit that he is not a counselor or he's not equipped to handle trauma, I'd rather you admit that than mess somebody up. Because if you're going to perpetrate being this, you know, leader, counselor, and you get the wrong advice and the wrong information, say the wrong thing, you you, are going to re-traumatize that individual. So it is so important to know the resources. It is important to know where to send your your sheep if they come to you and they're hurt. And not just the leaders, but everyone in the church should be trauma-informed. <laughs> it's just so much I can go on and on about, you know, where we lack all of, you know, when it comes to the, the body of Christ and we're talking about sexual abuse. There's so much lacking the resources and just being, like I said, trauma-informed because people don't know what trauma looks like. And it's not their fault. But at the same time, as you get older, we have so much information out there, you can just look it up. There are books out there. So there is no excuse, (laughs) no excuse. Now, I do understand that we do have discernment. I understand that. But you can have discernment and also be trauma-informed. Learn these things because there are going to be people in your congregation, people within your organization, wherever you are, we are going to come, and you're going to need to know these signs and know what it looks like in order to help them. How are you supposed to help someone if you're not informed of what it looks like? We, we, we've got to do better. We've got to do better. And so this is why it is important for awareness, not just talking about how it exists, not just the statistics, but the awareness part of it, just knowing that it happens. And and just knowing what it is, you know, I would not be surprised. You know, I would not be surprised if people did not even know what you know, what sexual abuse really is, like the the actual definition or the actual term, because you have different types um of sexual abuse. So um just just for clarification, um we'll just go across the board and we know that sexual abuse it's when you have someone who's acting as the perpetrator. They are attacking someone weaker than them. And it, please know it has nothing to do with sex. It has nothing to do with sex. Mm-hmm. But it's a perpetrator who is, you know, getting someone, attacking someone weaker than them and committing a sexual crime. That's sexual abuse. Although we know that most victims are women, but it also happens to men. It happens to boys. So we're just going to throw that out of it. It's not a gender thing, so it's not about sex, and it's not a gender-based act. So it is aggressive behavior, and it, it, it's just a traumatic experience that I wouldn't wish on anyone. And there's so many reasons that I can give, but I don't even have time to go into all of the effects of sexual abuse. Um, I mean, because you have immediate effects and then you have long-term effects. So you got short-term and long-term effects. And then it depends on if it happens to you as a child versus if it happens to you as an adult. So it's just so much, so much. Um, But then you have, so we have sexual abuse and then you have sexual assault. So those are more so sexual offenses. Um, sexual nature done without consent. Again, attacking someone weaker. You have rape when there is actually penetration in a um, in a bodily organ, whether it's um, through the vagina or the buttocks, without consent. Um, you have some attempted rape where they try, but again, a sexual assault. You have incest sexual abuse or assault um, with family members so there, there's so much to really look into and each of them have to be you know handled carefully every experience is different so one thing that I've always 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 told myself to do like don't overlook anyone's experiences don't try to weigh anyone's experience there's no experience that you know. I don't try to look at it like, oh, hers was worse than his, or his was worse than my. No, every experience is traumatic, and that's how we have to take all victims and all the survivors. Look at it that way. It, it was a traumatic experience. Someone experienced trauma, and the thing about it, it it affects everyone, whether you believe it or not. But it affects everyone, either directly or indirectly, because it's gonna. It's going to affect their interpersonal skills, how the way they deal with themselves and deal with each other, the ones who are family, those who are friends, those who are just, you know, close to them. So it's, there are so many effects of it. So that's why, again, again, it is so important to have the awareness piece. Everyone needs to be aware and informed so we'll know how to help our sisters and brothers. I don't know how to help them. So there are a couple of scriptures. Because when I first started my healing journey, you know, I, I was looking for books that would focus more so on the healing aspect. Because, like I said, there are plenty of books that talk about the the stats, that talk about the effects. And, you know, I, yes, I, I read them, but I was like, there's got to be more. What about on the other side? You know, what happens when you actually start the journey and, you know, keep making progress, keep moving forward? and um there there there're not many there are not many but um of course we have our word we have the word and don't get me wrong don't let me don't get me wrong the word it there's there's an answer and there's a remedy for every single thing that we go through in life every single thing and i've realized that i really have but there are some things that victims need in addition so in addition to prayer, in addition to the word, there are other things that you know victims need. They need help. And so uh, I I kind of I kind of understand where you know we have some believers where they're coming from, and it's like, well, just keep praying, keep praying on, pray for them. Yes, please do keep praying. Don't stop praying. But don't tell me. Don't tell me, just keep praying, and that's it. And I, I still need help. The, these people still need help, which is why there are resources available. There are counselors. There are therapists. There are group therapies. I, I Hey, I went to it all. I went to it all. And let me tell you, it was beneficial. And that did not stop me from, you know, believing in God. It didn't stop me from, you know, just giving up on the church but it strengthened me even more. So I, I had I had my Bible. I had prayer. I had other believers praying for me. I had my family supporting me. And I had other support from elsewhere. Like we, we had group support. We had group therapy. Everyone who was in our group therapy, that was our circle, our support. I also had a counselor. Combination of all of these things. And so that's why it's so important. Again, the awareness, um, being informed, knowing who your resources are or where your resources are, instead of telling your members or telling your sisters and brother, oh, just keep praying, it'll be, it'll get better. Yes, I, 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 I know that. But I'm talking about now. I need something now. I need extra help now. I need more than just you telling me to pray about it. I need more than you just telling me to, you know. Study my word, read my word, okay. But what happens if it, if I feel like it's not working or if it's not helping? What am I supposed to do? And this is where you know leaders should come in and direct their members to the rightful resources. It's so important. Let me tell you, it, it it really is. I can go on and on about the importance of knowing where your resources are um, within your community. But let me go to the scripture first. Um, The first one that I want to go to is Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 6. Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 6. And I'm going to be reading the NIV. So Jeremiah 33 and chapter 6. I'm sorry, verse 6, chapter 33, verse 6. And it says, nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. And we're just going to focus on that verse there. So nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Now, I know some may say I'm taking this scripture out of context, but it's only because I'm using it for what I'm talking about right now and not from where it's actually being pulled from because we know that God's word, it, it applies to us even right now. And so when I read that scripture, a lot of times um, when we see the word Health and healing, a lot of people just focus on those physical ailments and the diseases and different sicknesses that we get within our body, but a lot is not focused on our mental health, and that's just as a whole. That's as a whole. A lot of times we neglect our mental health. Um, The church neglects the mental health of people and just people in general neglect their mental health, and they often just focus, like I said, on the physical diseases and sicknesses, things like that. And that's not the only thing that God heals. That's not the only thing God heals. Yes, God does heal our bodies. He does heal us from sicknesses. He heals us from diseases. But he also can bring on a total different type of healing. And I'm talking about being healed from trauma, being healed from trauma. People don't realize how devastating, how detrimental trauma is especially on the mind and on the body so trauma not only just affects the mind but it affects the entire body because think about it our brain is in our mind and our mind has these neurons that send out signals to our entire body every single thing is controlled from our mind and so if an individual experiences trauma is going to affect the the mind, which is going to affect the entire body. And there are whew, multiple multiple things that can happen health wise that started from trauma. And like you can do research on on you know this what this these things what I'm talking about, but I'm just letting you know like look. The colds, the, cold, the coughs, the headaches, things like that, the physical elements. that's not only what God caters to. He caters to so much more, and I'm so glad. And I know we, we just all went through the season of, you know, the crucifixion and the resurrection, and where he talks about how even with Jesus dying on the cross, look, he healed with his stripes I am healed, not just from physical ailments, but mentally and emotionally and spiritually, I'm talking about the things that you can't see physically because there are a lot of people who are suffering and you can't even see it. Not, You know, not physically, you can't, but they are suffering mentally. They are, They are suffering emotionally. And we're talking about sexual abuse and the trauma and what stems from it. There are a lot of hurt people, a lot of sick people, a lot of people who are down, a lot of people who are just bound, a lot of people who feel like they can't be set free, who can't overcome. But I am a witness. I am a witness. Over these past almost 10 years, my journey, I've learned so much. I have learned that God is a healer. I have learned that God will help you overcome. I have learned that God is a deliverer. Like, there is really nothing that our God cannot do, no matter how bad the trauma was. I am a living witness. I am a testimony of of what God has done. Yes, I was hurt at a young age. I did not say anything. And so that only, you know, in a sense, worsened it for those of you who, you know, don't realize what trauma does, and when you don't get help for it, it makes it even worse later on. And so because because I was raped at such a young age and, you know, abused at such a young age, assaulted, (laughs) molested all of that you know, tie it all in, because I was sexually abused at such a young age and didn't say anything, it was as if a seed was planted inside of me and it grew and grew and grew up into my adulthood until I could not control what was going on inside of me. I didn't even understand what was going on inside of me. And so people today, individuals, they do not understand what's going on. They just know that something is wrong and that they need help. And so you and I, as their sisters and brothers, as their friends, as their family, their loved ones, we got to help them. we got to support them. We've got to know what to do, what to say, what not to say, where we can send them, where they, think, where they can get help while we are praying for them, okay? We're going to still pray. We're going to still pray because I'm grateful for my family that prayed for me. I'm grateful for my church family that prayed for me because I, I'm not going to turn down prayer because I, I do believe that prayer, it still works. But on top of the prayer and and then on top of the encouragement, look, I needed help. These people need help. And there's nothing wrong with seeking help. There's nothing wrong with going to counseling. There's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. I have advocated. The, the, the same way I advocate for for victims and survivors, I advocate even for them to go seek help, to go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. And whether he or she chooses to do so, it is their decision, because they have to do it on their own time. Please do not try to tell anyone else's story. I have a oh, that's one of my pet peeves. That is a story for an individual to tell, not us. It's not up to you. If the individual does not want to share their story, hey, give them the respect, like respect their wishes, respect their their decision. And so we we there's, there's there's so much so much that we we need to know that we need to learn we need to be informed about especially with our sisters and brothers because they need us and so many more people are gonna need us otherwise they're gonna turn to other things that's not gonna be so good for them and so I'm glad that even he says it he said I will bring health and healing and you know and and heal them. He's got, he can heal us. God can heal. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Two things that victims, you know, lose. Peace and security. And when I'm um, talking about the security, the trust part, like don't trust anyone. Because I have been, my body has been violated. So I have no peace. And I have no security. Those are two of the main things that, you know, victims lose. Peace and security. Can't sleep at night. Tossing and turning. Feel like you're losing your mind. And no security. Just don't feel safe. Can't trust anyone because, hey, this person took advantage of me. So how am I supposed to trust anyone? (laughs) Excuse me. How am I supposed to trust anyone? So peace and security. He said, I will... Heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. So not just peace, but he said abundant peace and abundant security. So even better. It's like restoration, you know? And so we we praise God for him being a restorer and being our everything, healer,
0: whatever it is.
1: All right, so just in case you're just now joining in, just want to thank you for tuning in for another episode with Purpose Kingdom Network. If you are listening and would like to call in, comment, ask a question, feel free at any time. If you're already on the line, all you have to do is press the number one, and we'll bring you right on. If you're listening online, that number is 319-527-6091, 319-527-6091. Tonight we are talking about the importance of awareness and prevention when it comes to sexual abuse. It is important to make sure that everyone is aware so that we can help prevent it from happening and continuing because we all know it's going on. It's been going on for years and years and not just, not just here in, this, in our world and in our time, but, you know, we can read about a couple of cases in the Bible, you know it's nothing new it's nothing new so i don't know how many of you have seen either the video or the picture of i don't know if i'm saying his name correctly but it's um Dalai Lama. I may be saying it incorrectly, but it's Dalai Lama. And so um, I actually retweeted it, and I was like, "This is just disgusting." But just in case you have not seen it, um, I really wouldn't suggest going back to look at it. Um, the video, at least, I think on the picture they either blurred out, blurred it out, or the video. I can't remember, but I retweeted the the statement that he issued after the fact. But so what happened? You have is. I'm not sure what they call it in their culture, but they had this minister or this, we'll just say this leader, this someone in, in a high position, was greeting a young boy. I don't know how old he was. I just know he was a little boy. And the little boy was only going to greet him with a hug. And so this leader, he asked him to not only give him a hug, but he asked him to give him a kiss in the mouth and then ask him to suck his tongue i mean come on this is ridiculous oh, like i, I cannot I cannot wrap my mind around. like why would you even why would you do this even in the first place number one and then you know you're in the the public eye and public view everyone is watching and you still think that that's a you know a good idea you know the and it and it it made me think of you know even some of the leaders that have gone up uh, not calling any names, but some of the leaders that have fell into the same predicament where they
0: abuse
1: girls and boys and but they you know they didn't do it openly, but they they try to hide it, but you know the when you try to hide something like that it is eventually gonna come out. And it just, uh, I was just so disgusted by it. I was disgusted by it because that was just, that was just wrong. And that lets us know. Um, When I also, when I shared it on my IG, I think I wrote a caption on it and read, I was like, that's right, let's hold these leaders accountable. Because what he tweeted, he says, a video clip has been circulating that shows a recent meeting when a young boy asked his holiness, so that's what he called him um his <laughs> the nerve <laughs> he asked his holiness the the Dalai Lama if he could give him a hug. His holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family as well as many friends across the world for their hurt his words may have caused. His holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. He regrets the incident. Oh, so now you regret it. So my thing is I wonder if he regrets it because people started holding him accountable or if he actually had a come-to-Jesus moment, like, look, what I did was wrong. But whatever, whatever the case is, It was wrong. It was disgusting. It was hurtful. And I'm pretty sure traumatizing to that little boy. It makes no sense. I'll never understand why you have old men or old women preying on young ladies and young men. I mean, why them? And so then I just have to, you know, in my using my psychology degree. Of, well, there are some things that are going on in that in that person's head. Something that they've experienced has got some wires a little mixed up, you know? <laughs> and 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 to be honest, I often wonder even about my perpetrator. I'm just putting my out there. Like, I would like to have a conversation with him and I want to know like what happened. I am curious. I am interested. I am intrigued. <laughs> I want to know because I want to know what caused you to act out or act on. want to know what caused you to do it. I'm curious. I'm at a place where, you know, I can talk about it like that now versus almost 10 years ago. I wouldn't be able to say all of this. And, look, and I'm smiling because I want to know. I'm curious. But I, I'm grateful. And, look, I did not get here overnight. I did not get here overnight, just to put that out there. those of you who may be listening and you're like, man, she's sound why she sound so you know free because i am um the the journey it's not easy, so I don't want to i don't want to feel like I'm painting a picture of this a beautiful picture of of healing because it's not it's not beautiful. the result, yes. But the actual journey, hmm, it's hard, it's painful, it's hurtful, it's not easy, not at all. It's definitely not, remember, remember linear, if you've ever seen that picture, healing is not linear. It's more so up and down, up and down constantly. And let me say, even now, even now, even though it's been almost 10 years, there are still moments. There are still triggers, but I'm in a better place. I'm in a better place. And now that I'm married, y'all pray for my husband. (laughs) And now that I'm married, he has now taken on, you know, I'm not going to say my trauma, but he is a part of it now. And so we have conversations. I'm going to tell you, he is the best. best, the best at communicating. He's better than I am and just just to let you know it does carry over into marriage but like i said there are there's are, there are ways to help even with trauma when we we're talking about when it carries over into marriages so we'll save that for another time cuz yeah i don't want to get too much into it but just to let you know that's how that's how much trauma affects an individual especially from childhood into adulthood and with me now in marriage but like i said that's another conversation (laughs) but again it is so important to have both the awareness and the prevention and there are things that we can do like we all individually collectively as a community as a body of christ and even in your local church there are things that we all can do to play a part to help our community, and help those who may be even suffering in your congregation. There are things that we all can do. And so we just want to make sure that we are there for our our victims and our survivors and those who are still hurting from the pain of the past. Like we want to make sure that we're there for them. Let them know that we care. Let them know that we want to, you know, help them. We want to be there for them. And so that's why, you know, I just, I'm just such a strong advocate for, you know, victims and survivors. So again, we we have a God who hears every cry, a God who is willing and able. So not only is he willing, but he's he's willing and he's able to heal us. I um read this line in one of the books that I was reading and it said recovery is not only possible but is within reach. So we know that with God all things are possible. And so just knowing that, you know, not only is it possible, but it's within reach. It's available. But but you you've got to want it and you've got to make that decision. And so I I strongly encourage you to make that decision to heal, to make that decision to recover to to make that decision to start your journey. Like I said, it's not going to be an easy journey. But anything that we want, anything that we fight for, it's never going to be easy. And so before we go to our call of salvation, I would like to share my butterfly song to um, just to help someone, to encourage someone that, you know, we go through these changes. God, he takes us through a lot of things or and, you know, allow things to happen to us, and we may not understand it. But one thing that we can rely on is, you know, the stories that we've read in his word, how he brings his people out with the victory every time. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory. And he tells us we are more than a conqueror. So we can, we have hope in, in Jesus, and we have hope in his words because we know that his word, it doesn't lie. And so um, following this um, butterfly song, we'll go into our call of
0: salvation. You took away every part of me. And in exchange, it gave me a mind full of negativity. I can't explain the way I feel some days. Sometimes I'm happy and sad, full of joy, and sometimes I'm filled with so much rage. But I learned to control and where to send my energy. It's in the words I express in my songs and my poems and every form of my creativity. And no longer say of the little girl inside of me, no. Because she is the butterfly she was created to be. Oh. Oh. Yes, she is a butterfly she was created to be.
1: All my pain,
0: i got to get it out of me. As I write, as I sing, as I speak, it's all a part of my own therapy. I'm not ashamed, cause I'm able to express all of my scars I tried to cover before I knew the beauty that I possess. But I have like learned to control and where it's in my energy. It's in the words I express in my songs and my poems and every form of my creativity. And no longer rushing of the little girl inside of me. As she is the butterfly she was created to be. Oh, oh, oh. And you are the butterfly you were created to be. Oh, oh, oh. And I am the butterfly I was created to be. <laughs> amen, amen. So we, we
1: serve a God who cares and God who loves you. Even though that terrible, traumatic experience happened in your life,
0: <clears throat> excuse
1: me, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. And and I'm not even going to throw out all the cliches that most people use. I'm not even going to say it because, like I said, sometimes it does more harm than more good. But I will say that he loves you and he cares. And the scripture that I gave, that he can bring health and healing to you and give you an abundance, abundance of peace and security. When you start your journey, any journey, whether it's your journey of healing, or your journey with Christ, there are going to be obstacles that come your way. Adversity is going to face you. And so it's up to you whether you are willing to face it on, so whether it's with your journey of healing or your journey with Christ. And if you're like me, when you have been affected by trauma or anything that has caused you to almost lose your mind or when you were just affected mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Sometimes you want to just turn your back on, on God because it feels like he doesn't care. And sometimes you want, to, you want to turn your back on the church because they don't understand. But I want to encourage you, and of course, I want to pray with you. To don't, don't give up on God because he still has not given up on you. And trust me, he's not going to give up on you.
0: There is
1: a reward in the end, and it's for his glory to be revealed. And you may not understand it. You may not see it right now, because at first I didn't. You may not understand how your story or how the trauma that you endure, how is this going to benefit me? Well, let me tell you, not only will it benefit you, but it's going to benefit so many other people. There are people waiting to hear your story. I feel like God has set a number of people, whether it's one or more than one, there are people that he is assigned to hear your story and so it is time for you to heal. It is time for you to start your journey. It is time for you to experience true freedom, whom the son has made free. he is free indeed, and so if you have if you have turned your back on him tonight, you can turn back to him. You can turn around and start over. That a just man falls seven times, but guess what? He gets back up. Tonight, you can get back up. Matter of fact, tonight, you will get back up. You will rise again. James 5 and 16 said, Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person, it avails much. So even the things that you have done wrong, I know you've been wronged, but a lot of times we take our hurt out on other people not realizing it. But guess what? God will still forgive you. He understands. He knows your heart. Yes, he understands your heart. He understands what you're going through. When he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross, the pain, the trauma, you know, to his, his body, the trauma, to his, his spirit. He knew that we would need forgiveness. He knew that we would need deliverance. He knew that we would need healing, so that's why he did it. And so tonight, we turn back to him. We receive him so that we may experience true freedom. Father, we thank you. We bless you just for who you are. We thank you for another day. Father, I ask that you touch those who are listening right now, those who may still be victims, those who are starting their journey, those who are turning their backs on you. God, we ask that you receive them tonight. God, we ask that you create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Oh, God, we ask that you cleanse us again. God, we ask that you you purge us, oh, God, with your hyssop so that we may be white as snow. God, we ask that you just forgive us for every wrongdoing, the things that we did not realize that we have done wrong, the hurt that we have taken out on others. God, we ask for your forgiveness. And, God, we ask that you just send your strength and send your healing power down in the name of Jesus. Lord, set free and deliver. Lord, we thank you for dying on the cross. We know that you were pierced for our transgression and our iniquities, your chastisement of your peace. It was upon us, and with your stripes we are healed. And tonight, God, I speak healing, I speak freedom. God, I speak deliverance. God, I speak security. God, I speak peace in the name of Jesus. And those, I ask, I ask that you help each and every one of us. Be able to help those who are suffering silently. God, open our understanding. Give give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to help those who are hurting amongst us and we may not even realize it. God, I ask you to touch every leader and every church. God, I ask you to give them the discernment and give them the understanding. Give them the wisdom to help their people in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to to hold these people accountable when they do wrong. God, we pray for our children who are suffering now. We pray for those who are still suffering from the pain of the past. God, give them peace today. Give them strength. Direct them to the resources that they need. Father, we thank you. And, Father, I ask that you bless those who are just listening either by phone or online. God, I ask you to touch their families, their loved ones, any who are sick. God, I ask you to bring healing to their bodies. God, those who are bound, God, I ask you to set free. In the name of Jesus, touch those who are in office and authority. Lord, you see the condition that the world is in. God, you told us to watch and pray that we may escape these things that are come upon the earth. Oh, God, we ask you to just protect us. Keep us under your hand. Father, we love you. We bless your holy name. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, at this time we're gonna turn it over to have our purpose kingdom network
0: announcements.
1: All right. So it looks like we may be having a little technical difficulties. (laughs) All right, so um, before we close out, just want to thank everyone for tuning in, for listening to Purpose Kingdom Network um, blog talk radio with One Touch Transformation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do know that there, there are ways that you can reach out to Purpose Kingdom Network. You can reach out to them by email or so, on the social media platforms. All you have to do is look up Purpose Kingdom. They are, well, we, I'm going to say they. but most of the time we have a show every evening starting at 9 p.m., so tune in tomorrow night at the same time for another great show. Um, again, you can always reach out to Purpose Kingdom Network by email or by social media. They, Like I said, they're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so you can send them a message for any prayer requests or any questions concerning the shows. Again, thank you for those who listen by phone and online. Um, Anytime that you listen, just know that you can always call in. You can always call in the number that is listed on the announcements every time the show goes out, and you can come on the show, ask any questions. Um, I would like to share those resources, again, that I gave out before I started. And so that sexual assault hotline number is one 800 656 seven three one eight hundred six five six four six seven three. The two websites that I gave out is rain.org. So that's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. So that's rain.org. And one thing that I didn't mention as far as um
0: okay. Hello? Okay,
1: so one thing that I didn't mention as far as rain, one thing that I've noticed that is will be helpful for you know anyone who uses their resources is that they have a- uh, a portion on their website where you can type in your zip code and it will direct you to the nearest or the closest crisis center. so that's one good thing about rain, like i say it's a great it's a great website for resources. So please do visit it to to find things that, that may be helpful for you, your organization, your congregation, and all those good things. Um, the third website or the third resource that I gave out was um, 1in6.org. So number 1, I-N-6, the number 6.org. And this is a great resource for male survivors. So this may also be something great for leaders to look into. Just so that you can again be aware and and know the signs and be trauma informed so that you can help your people. All right, so again, the that was the sexual assault hotline, rain.org, and one and six dot org. So please, please post this on your timeline, put it in your stories, because you never know. Someone needs to see it. Someone on your timeline might be wondering where to turn to, who to turn to. And so if you post this, I'm sure it will help them. It will at least give them a general idea of where to start. I and mean, the either, a lot of times if, if a victim comes to you, it's not so much that they want you to say anything, but they just want to know that you care. Be a shoulder for them to lean on, a shoulder for them to cry on. And sometimes you just don't have to say anything. So like I said, we all have a, a part to play. We all can be a great support system for um, our sisters and our brothers and you another way that you can support is just by volunteering at your local rape crisis center nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that it and it gives you a general idea of what's really going on in the you know in the trauma world so don't be afraid to volunteer don't be afraid to to just you know get your hands wet get your feet wet as they say all right, so, um, again, thank you for tuning in. Um, for more information about myself, you can find me on all the social media platforms. Go to Facebook. Uh, you got to type in my name, Arthenia's Jackson Colvin. Instagram, Arthenius J. Colvin. And Twitter, Arthenius J. So all of, the, um, all of my information as far as, you know, about me personally is up there. As far as the organization's. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can type in One Touch Transformation. Um, by way of announcements, I do have a couple of um, engagements. If, just in case anyone's listening to the South Carolina area, I'll be in Conway this coming Thursday at Coastal Carolina University sharing my story. We're talking about the journey of a sexual, sexual abuse survivor. So that's this coming Thursday at 5.30. And this coming Saturday, I'll be in Spartanburg, South Carolina, at 930. So if any of our listeners are in the area, please feel free to come out. They're both free events. Um, The one for Saturday, it is a 5K walk. So if you're interested in doing a 5K walk, hey, I think it starts at 9 o'clock. And if you want any more information about it, you can hit me up on social media, and I can give you
0: uh,
1: more thorough directions about the walk and everything that's going on that day. But, again, thank you so much for tuning in. You can tune in tomorrow night at the same time. And I hope you have a wonderful night. And remember that healing is not only possible but is within reach. All right. Have a good night. Jesus,
0: led. He raised me, he I will, will not lose. lose. He saved me, I will, will not lose. lose. Me, I will, will not, lose. Lose. Me, I <laughs> will will not lose. lose. Never want to tear you down, I will not, not lose. Not.